0: All right, another fine edition of the Art and Span podcast brought to you by Charlotte Shoe Repair. Come on, Span. What? It's a Monday, so you're not going to do the Charlotte Shoe Repair? Correct. Charlotte Shoe Repair. They're awesome, but Monday's wow. killing me. Monday is killing me. Okay, well, I know. You're just. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Right out the gate. There yeah. we go. Why make it predictable? Why oh make it easy? God, you're I just welcome. lost the three pieces of hair I had in my head.
1: <laughs> hey, you just got back from the woods, so
0: you're not used to any noise. I'm telling you what, though. Those boots saved me. Uh, I've got a pair of Irish setters from Red Wing Boots, Red Wing Shoes, uh, from Charlotte Shoe Repair, and they kept my feet warm the whole time. Seriously. I would have been that pansy that would have left the woods after an hour if it wasn't for Charlotte Shoe Repair. Oh, my uh, goodness. For they Travis. are my they are my daily drivers, and they were also uh, my weekend warriors. I wear them all the time. Uh, they make me taller, they make me feel strong, and they're durable. I mean, I was roughing through the woods all weekend, and uh, and. They held up and they'll continue to hold up. And if you have any issues with your leather, you can take Charlotte to Repair Travis and the whole crew there. Over 70 years of experience in that building. Check them out, located in downtown Charlotte. Episode is also brought to you by Total Firearms. Uh, I will have a hunting recap. Later this week, (laughs) it's dreaded, man. Which will just be you like, I
1: sat there and I was cold. Yep. I sat there and I was cold. Yep. I sat there and I was, oh, there's a, I can't shoot it. I sat there and I was cold.
0: There's your recap. Why even do one? Uh, but seriously, if it wasn't for the crew and uh, total firearms, I would have been very well, uh, well unequipped for the, uh, for the hunting season. And it was nice to make sure that I, I could go in there get all my equipment and have a good time in the woods. So big shout out to Bobby and Mark and the whole crew. If you haven't checked out the total firearms episode, uh, that was posted last week, check that out. Lots of good information there. Uh, this morning we had the privilege and honor of talking to our friends from Royal bliss. And, uh, was a very big very fun interview and uh and
1: all we wanted all i wanted to know about was their impression of the chicken wing story
0: yeah that yeah. was going to have to happen. Yep. We'll talk about the uh, the Kid Rock incident. Uh, also talk about the new album. Why is it titled, self-titled? Uh, and so much more. Uh, touring with Awesome Max. It's always a- And knocking somebody out. Yeah, and knocking someone out, too. Yeah, it's always a good time to talk to Neil and the boys. Uh, so without further ado, here is Royal Bliss. I feel like you have to say it like, Royal
1: Bliss. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, very foghorn leghorn. Yeah. I say, uh, I'll say uh, Royal Bliss- uh, I don't think I said it right. That was perfect. Wow. <laughs> Shut up. No, it wasn't.
0: It's the Art and Span Show podcast with Royal Bliss. I'm going to swear at you. Q106, Michigan's Rock Station online, Q106FM.com. Art and Span Show, a podcast with the boys of Royal Bliss. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Hello. It's, uh, it's a fun day. You guys are, are here early. 10 o'clock is yeah, early.
2: Yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> what, what happened what last night? Uh, good question. Good, yeah. <laughs> that was a Good question. And we played in Battle Creek last night, and then uh, we were at the Machine Shop the night before that. We're still recovering from the Machine Shop. Yeah. And last night's show was just kind of like a blur from the Machine Shop into Battle Creek and we continued the blur to here this morning. So,
0: is it morning, is that what it, it is? It is morning, yeah, 10 mm-hmm. o'clock is, well, it's mid-afternoon for most people, but yeah, for you guys, yeah. it's morning. It's <laughs> a, you know. It, it's
3: lunch it, break it, for normal people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the tour life, it's interesting, because, I mean, you're going from, you guys had a show on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. And then, you guys are off on Saturday, right?
2: Nope, played wow. Saturday.
0: Saturday oof. was machine shop. Oh, so, oof. And then, you've got Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. When, when you guys have a day off, what does a day off consist of, other than recovering?
3: Cleaning your underwear. Radio mm-hmm. at ten AM. Yeah.
0: yeah, radio at ten AM. <laughs> the joys of radio at ten AM. Yeah. Uh, obviously, coming off the new album, self-titled. Uh, yes. Why did you guys? Usually, when a self-titled album comes out, it's like, hey, this is the definition of us. Whether you guys are a couple albums in deep, or maybe you know a band starting out and they want the debut album to be self-titled. Why self-titled? We're lazy lazy just lazy
3: couldn't think of anything better it doesn't
0: really come down to that though to where it's like man we've got this title that title let's just do self titled
2: yeah I mean we've talked about it on a lot of the previous records that we were going to do like that like uh, not come up with a name but really on this record it was kind of like what you said where I feel like this is royal bliss this is epitome of a a royal bliss album I mean we always strive to do a record that is like a road trip record where there's you don't have to skip through a bunch of songs where every song It's the same amount of attention and is a song that, you know, we all love. And on this particular record, we felt really good about it and tried to come up with a few names, but none made sense. And we're just like, this is self-title it. And everybody was all in agreement that this was the one to, to have that be. The one.
1: Every album project has its excuse me. <clears throat> oh, that was sexy. Uh, every album <laughs> project has its own like main theme or like something you guys rally around or develop around something that makes the last experience just a little bit different and more unique for you guys. What was that for this album?
2: The way we recorded this album was unlike any other album we had done before because a lot of the times you go like we're in Nashville or we're in Portland or even in Utah and we just have a block of time in a studio where you know three weeks or six weeks. And you have to get that album done in that time. This time, we used three different studios, a couple different producers, different engineers, and we just go into a studio for a couple of days, record two songs. And over the course of about a year and a half, we just kept doing that without the intention of doing an album, just like, hey, let's... We have some free time. Let's go into the studio. And before we knew it, we had, you know, 12, 15 songs that we all liked. And it was just like, we ended up with an album. Let's, Let's release it.
1: In one of those sessions, you did two songs in two days. Is that writing to recording? Or is that just, it's already written, you guys know how it's gonna be, you're just putting it on wax, so to speak.
2: Um, Yeah, a little bit of both, really. Um, There's a couple songs, like Hard and Loud, which uh, was our first song to break top 40 in I don't even know how long. Um, We actually kind of wrote that the day before we went in the studio. (laughs) Uh, Well, we just came up with the idea A lot of these, I wrote the lyrics while we were in the studio that day and then recorded the next day. So um, it was very spontaneous where they hadn't been planned for six months at a time. Most of the songs were just kind of very rough form. And then we kind of put them together and pieced them together once we got in there.
0: In one of the latest music videos, you're, you're boxing. In your mm-hmm. Training for boxing. It, do you have a passion for that? Because it seems like you knew what you were doing when you were hitting the bag and, and everything like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, I trained for a, about a year. Um, it, it was always something I was interested in. And then we kind of we had a different song that that actually video concept was going to be for. But then I started training. And absolutely love the workouts and everything else. And then there, there was a fight that came up, and I just put my name in the hat. Mm-hmm. And then it was more intense training. And you know, when I'm home, I still do it. I'd, I'd probably do another fight too. I absolutely, I mean, it's it's awesome. Go? It was good. I knocked him out in round two. So it was, with what? It was a right, right hook, right to the jaw. What is that? Give not, me a one-two.
0: Not many people, a lot of people talk about like, oh, i got to do a fight. Not many people get the opportunity to knock someone else out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When you knock someone else out, it's it's not always a feeling of joy sometimes. No. It's like a really weird feeling because you're taking that person out of this world for a little bit. Yeah. What was that feeling like?
2: I didn't like it. Um, I mean, it was cool like right off the bat because, you know, it was a match, you know, and... And then got him with that right, and he went down. So I was excited, like, oh, he's done, called the fight. But then instantly it went to... Can, being concerned about him and making sure he was okay yeah. He's a super nice guy like I wish I wanted to met him before we fought <laughs> cause like no, wait, you
1: got to know him before you guys fought <laughs> breakfast yeah, together no. they went to the bit. bar <laughs> it was
2: unintentional like we not intentional like that we met we were both trying not to meet each other cause we kept hearing good things about each other like you're gonna love this guy and I'm like I don't want I don't wanna know him I don't wanna know him I'm gonna tear his did head off did you meet
0: him in like the fighters meetings or yeah like, it was
2: like... one of the fighters okay. meetings where you have to show up and like wait Way in and do all that and he was in the parking lot I pulled in and he was sitting in the car across from me and we kind of just looked at each other (laughs) and then I got out and he was like crap he shook his head and got out I was like I gotta come meet you now it's like so then we we hit it off and and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of funny, but I mean it was it was cool. I mean it was such a I would recommend it to anybody to do that experience. I mean it's it was similar to getting on stage, but shaking <laughs> his head now like nah I'm good. I'll just keep playing. I don't yeah, want
0: it. it. but what are the similarities? Because it seems like you know if you have creativeness in both outlets. You know, like you yeah, said, yeah. you hit him with a right hook, you could have done an uppercut. And just like on stage, you could hit the high note here, you could do that. So yeah. what are the similarities?
2: Um, well, I mean, it's just the the nervousness that you get before getting on stage and then I get nervous before every show still everybody's like you've been doing this for so long but I I mean I I love and I want the show to be the absolute absolute best show so getting in that ring I had trained extremely hard but I had never done
0: that Were before. Were you more nervous for that than getting on stage ever because I think uh, it, yeah. to me it's like when you're on stage, the only way you're getting knocked out is maybe by a beer bottle accidentally yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually it's not on accident. But, like, with a fight, it's like you're going in and it's kind of like a killer be killed type of thing.
2: Yeah, it was – I mean, once I got in the ring, then it was like, uh, this is real. You know, you're looking across the way at the other guy and he's – you're like, you know, he's all intense. Like, I'm like, wow, I got to knock this guy out because I don't want to get knocked out. So then, I mean, it was it was intense. But, you know, the bell hit. And then your adrenaline kicks in, which is the same thing for stage, you know? And then all the things that you you knew either go out the window or or you zone in. And mine went out the window kind of pretty (laughs) quick. But then after I got hit really hard a couple of times, I snapped too and was like, okay, I, I gotta take care of this.
1: At what point did you know, oh yeah, I can get this guy? Like, cause you know, I've heard, I mean, it's your first fight everything's going through your head. Yeah, yeah. But I hear for most fighters who have any kind of experience, there's a point where they're like, oh, yeah, like he drops his arm just when he's about to go for a right, or maybe his hook is really soft, you can maybe eat that a little bit to go with a or a, a hook. Like, when did you know you had you could have this guy's number?
2: Uh, about the end of the first round, I knocked him down for the first time, and then what? like, it was with out? another right. Um, and... Uh, so at that point, it was kind of like, all right, I think I'm going to, I think I got this. But he hit me a couple times hard where <laughs> like it, it you know, I went black for a little while there, like just couldn't see anything. It was just like, then my instinct kind of kicked in. I got to protect myself differently. So then I started blocking because he was just doing like this one punch, pretty much a big, huge right hook. So after I figured out that, then you're kind of right. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, I'm going to get him with a one, two next time he throws that. And that's all it was just perfectly on the chin and it felt really good Now,
0: Neil obviously you're into into fighting that's kind of what you can do outside of the music what about the other guys in the band what do you guys do I mean you were shaking your head no like absolutely not there's no fighting for me but what do you guys do in the off time because you know treating the band like a business you guys are active I mean you guys are out there whether it's recording or touring Uh, what do you guys do for fun Hey well, uh,
4: I help run a nightclub and bar in Salt Lake City.
0: So you've seen a lot of fighting then. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, me and Neil train all the time. Buddy. I mean, but it is
1: Mormon country. Like, do they really get do they really get funky in Mormon country? We just at all? have
4: to kick out certain wives. You know, some yeah. wives can come to the club, some can't. <laughs> yeah, Are <you>
1: serious? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm gullible. I'm admitting. I'm admitting sometimes. I was just like, wait, what? Seriously,
4: what? I
2: wish you guys could see his face oh, right now. He was
4: in shock. Ch- what? <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, no. Um, I mean, it's just the the Utah thing, polygamy and yeah, you know, Mormons. Utah yeah, jokes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely people people get kicked out in eighty six all the time. I mean, you
3: every show. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah.
4: laughs> I mean this. I feel like every time we play our slowest song, that's when the girls fight.
3: Yeah, the girl yeah. fight. Really?
4: And they, oh, fight, the girls and they fight. fight they fight oh, yeah, for right. position in like. It, like I want to be front row And some girl behind wants to be front row And they're not moving And then all of a sudden comes a fight And it's always during like You know Devils and angels are crazy When I are slow Like you know Yep It's they're, funny
3: They're
1: always fighting over the bass
3: player you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> Well you know It's always the bassist That gets all the girls you yeah, know? yeah right It's, uh, exactly. it's so frustrating yeah, Bass
3: player <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Alright so what else do you guys do man? Um, I actually I make a lot of artwork
1: what Keep, kind of art like painting water um, color, it's like-,
3: like 3d found object artwork it's like I, re- I repurpose a lot of stuff and, what's it called Brian uh screw you art I, <laughs> okay. use a lot, I do a lot of screws I use a lot of screws and like nuts and washers and stuff and, oh
1: so you make like sculptures kind of like I build items.
3: I'll build like frames and then you know like for a mirror then I'll cover the frame with all like the metal junk and stuff and and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty it's, cool. It's, it's, they keep me badass. busy when I'm off the road. What's huh? it called again? Screw You Art. <laughs> yeah, so Follow me on Instagram. At screw You Art. You have an Instagram called yes. Screw You Art? Yes sir. Yeah. yes, sir. Oh, so
1: Screw You Art is your art. Yeah. Screw You Art. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's all about familiarity. Get it in people's brains yes. like 27 yeah. times and <laughs> never forgetting. You screw You Art yes, is a part yeah. of what the
3: band does. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, right. It's an extension. And he has. A- How
1: long have you been doing that?
3: Years. I mean, I've been making art since I was a kid, but, like, the specifically the screw stuff since about 2011, I'd say. Why screws? Uh a long story. I ended up with a whole bunch of jars of random junk, and I needed to make room in my tiny apartment I was living in, and my girlfriend at the time was like, This you better do something with this, or you know, it's you or the screws. And I was like, all right, I don't want to like, I don't want to go to (laughs) waste. So (laughs) so for whatever reason, I had like, oh, here's a frame I already had, and then I had the screws, and I just started to put it all together, and then it just kind of spawned out of that. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's amazing what people like. So when you're at home, like, how does your girl reconcile the fact that when you're out of town, like, doing your thing, you're in a band, and then you come home, you're Mm -hmm. doing art, like? Like, how do you juggle the whole, like, having a girlfriend, doing your art, and then eventually going back into the studio or doing the band?
3: <laughs> well, this, this girlfriend, this was back in, like, 2011. Like, I don't have this girlfriend anymore. I just have a poodle now. <laughs> oh, that makes yeah, it easier. It, it makes it way easier. And she doesn't care. As long as I walk her once a day, then I can do whatever I want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so what else? What else Come What on. do you do,
3: sir? Uh, I do graphic design. Okay. Really boring. Well, he,
2: he does all our designs for Royal Bliss, like all our logos and T-shirts yeah, and things head. like that. that awesome. Yeah, the lion head was me in his mind. And they don't pay me extra for it.
0: Oh, well, you got to talk to the boss, which is right in the room. So you know, just <laughs> let him know. <laughs> I have a lot
3: of say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but when you guys, I mean, you guys have opened up for some legendary acts like Skinner. and oh, yeah. And, is there it, it, Kid Rock? <laughs> and Kid Rock, yes. Which I mean, we can go into the Kid Rock story of how We're I met going Neil. Into the Kid Rock story but, after this. But when you think of the bands that you that you've toured around with what was the band that was most fun to play with live
2: oh man that's tough uh well we candle box we always had a really good time touring with them they're one of the first bands to really take us under their wing and take us out and it was inspiring because we grew up listening to their music and then became friends and uh, so it was always fun I, I could watch Kevin sing every single night and and he just blows my mind, and but uh, in Papa Roach, that's one of my favorite bands to to play with, and yeah. Jacoby's another front man for me personally to watch. That's like, man, I got to bring my A game. Yeah, I got to be energy. like this dude. He just goes like a million miles an yeah, hour nonstop. He it. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, i mean but there's so been so many bands, and everybody's, you know, there's something. There's quality to just about any band that you go see live that you can fall in love with, either be it the drummer, the guitarist, the bassist, you know, the singer. But, uh, I mean, it's good to find inspiration in absolutely anywhere that people are just pouring their art out to the audience. And yeah. So it's, uh, I don't know, it's been a hell of a ride, and, and we've been fortunate to be able to share the stage with some legends. Yeah.
1: So we've been showcasing the band, but the whole time underneath is a story that Art and Neil were discussing <laughs> before we cracked the mics open. Here we so, go. Art, I would like you to take lead and explain what the hell was that about?
0: Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> that, that's, yeah, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember enough to... to To tell this story, but basically I've always been a big Kid Rock fan. If you're from Michigan, you're a huge Kid Rock fan, and it's always, you know, uh, been like a dream of mine to drink with them, and when that opportunity comes, you take it and you overdo it and you regret it the next morning, and that's exactly (laughs) what happened. Uh, We were at a uh, mutual friend's house, and uh, I got blacked out drunk with him and next thing I remember is Neil from Royal Bliss grabbing me and putting me in a chicken wing and then I woke up in the car uh, crying I don't even know why I was crying (laughs) I felt I remember like I was arguing with with Bobby Kid Rock about something I don't even remember what it was but I remember feeling a very strong man uh, get behind me and chicken wing me and I was thinking to myself I've never been put in this position before (laughs) and I hear like you're out of here and I look behind (laughs) and I was like I was just drinking with Neil just a second ago, and everything was great. And uh, and yeah, it's just one of those uh first experiences with Jim Beam. I I asked you, Neil, when, when you came in, do you remember anything from that? And you're like, not really, not no, really.
2: I woke up with like little kid rock scratches all over my body because I guess I was wrestling with it. Me and him wrestled like for two hours, yeah, that night. You don't Did, remember any of that? Uh, I don't remember any of the wrestling, but I guess like because he had that dude with him, like the hand. The security guy who security was playing guy.
0: Candy Crush the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Like when he was, <laughs> when Bobby was in my face, I was looked over and the guy sitting in a hammock playing on his phone and I was like, what is he paying him for? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what is he paying for? Like, yeah, I just, I remember, um, I remember I had never had Jim Beam before, and I was like, well, now's the perfect opportunity. And I mean, I it's literally like the reason why I get into radio is to have stories like that. Kind of like with you guys with a band, you want to have those fun memories and those times. I wish I would have remembered more of it, but I, you know, luckily I didn't ruin too many relationships with that. But yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, do you have any other interesting stories with artists that you could? I mean, I. Obviously, you want to kind of keep it on the download, but I'm sure there's a couple that. Oh, I mean, there's a bug, countless. T- yeah, countless. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Kid Rock one was
2: one of my favorites. I mean, we were in the pool because our friend had a pool, yeah, and like jumping off the diving board and throwing volleyballs and doing tricks. Like we turned into 12 year old boys, yeah, instantly, like yeah oh now I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a full 360 <laughs> so wait till I finish my 360 and then throw the ball I'm gonna catch it oh it's sweet bro <laughs> <laughs> and uh
4: you so guys we became g- bros <laughs> yeah it was
2: it was funny man and yeah we played with him a couple of times throughout the years and it's always it's always a good time but yeah I mean there's so many stories I can't I mean we've had smashing pumpkins like you know uh Billy Corgan and and uh, Jimmy uh Jimmy Chamberlain come up on stage with us at at a show years and years ago. That was our first, like, rock star experience in Salt Lake City. And they jumped up, and we learned, like, four or five cover songs we played together, and they were hammered. And uh, that was, like, the first true experience of, like being with somebody like that. Yeah. And uh it was that was awesome. That was kinda like the kickoff point. Um, but man, I can't I mean what other stories So like
4: we've gone out uh karaoke with like Kevin from Candlebox and yeah. like those kind of moments are like you watch this guy like who you idolize and yeah. he's up there singing Journey or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like those kind of things are just but I you mean, guys as a turned fan that, too you know? Yeah, and
0: you guys turned that around because I do remember the early night of that party, and you guys were all <laughs> around the campfire playing your instruments and singing. And I, I thought to myself, if I ever have like a really cool birthday party, I want to invite you guys. Like it was just like <laughs> there was drinks and the campfire was going, and it's like you guys take that environment with you everywhere that you go, and that's why I bring up like the you know the back-to-back nights. I mean, it's got to be tough sometimes, but you, it's it's similar to radio in the sense where you've got to turn that switch on. Because if you meet someone who's like, hey, I listened to you, you don't want to be that a-hole who's like, get the hell away from me. Is it hard yeah. to constantly be on? Or is it like, man, we get the privilege and honor of being able to do this, you know? I mean, that's
2: as long as you have that in the back of your head, you know, a lot of the times. But there's, you're right. I mean, it's back to back. We drive ourselves. I and mean, we, we have one crew guy on this run. Oh, that's it? <clears throat> that's the way we do it a lot of times. because. in the van right now. he's asleep in the van. So
0: does he merch load in and load out and all that, or is it kind of like a joint effort?
2: It's a joint. That's awesome. Yeah, so we all, you know, it's constantly working, and there are all those days where you just drove for 12 hours and loaded in, and, you know, you had morning radio, and you're just exhausted seven days in a row. And but you just got to remember in your head that, you know, this person's been waiting for six months to watch you play and they spent their hard earned money to come pay ten dollars or fifteen dollars or whatever it is at the door. And they're wearing one of your T-shirts and you just got to be like, thank you and, and put on the face. But I mean, it's it's easy for for us because we know that we'd be nothing without our fans. We'd right. be nothing without those people that support us. Without your listeners for radio, you wouldn't have a job and you won't get to do the thing you love every single day. So it's pretty easy once you kind of just flip that switch yeah. and just leave it on for the whole tour.
0: Yeah, so I mean, obviously you guys have the album that's out now, you're touring. Uh, what are the plans for the rest of 2019 going into
2: 2020? Uh, Gonna do some Blissmas shows. We'll wrap this tour up next week. We started this tour on the KISS cruise with KISS, which was pretty awesome. Wow. And uh, and now it's freezing cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what was that? I mean, you can't just breeze by that. What was that experience like? Uh, it was cool, man. It, you know, it was a lot of there's
2: <laughs> a lot of band like you know, Warrant and the Darkness and the Dead Deads and uh, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown and all these really cool bands that you just hang you're on a cruise ship with for, you know, five days. Yeah and Kiss. Yes. And,
4: yeah. uh, I have to give it up for kids because those guys played like every single night, have meet crazy? every single day, and they're like 150 That's years crazy. old <laughs> still doing it. I just got with to makeup check them out. On. Yeah,
0: it's I saw nuts. them in, uh, in Grand Rapids, and it was like, they're playing harder and better than most of the bands that are out today, and they're doing the farewell it's, tour for another 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's nuts. It's, like, it's crazy, and they're doing it with all that gear. I mean, yeah, it's 40, yeah, 50 yeah, pounds, yeah, you know, yeah. the boots and everything, and you guys got to see that. What, what was that like? It was, was
4: mind blowing, literally. Like, I was blown away that, like I said, they're that old doing what they do. Like, we did our show every night, too, you know? Yeah. But they're doing the meet and greets. They're doing the, you know, autograph sign. They're putting the makeup on, the outfits. Like, yeah.
0: madness. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, you guys got the. Yeah, they're pros, the, man. The yeah. tour's
0: wrapping up. But then going into 2020, obviously, you guys are going to continue to roll this album out.
2: Yeah, yeah. We got a couple songs. We actually have. A, we did a kind of a Christmas song. Well, uh, My Favorite Things from the Sound of Music. We did that. That's going to be our next little release. Dark and creepy. Yeah, it, is, it is dark and <laughs> creepy. Go. We had a children's choir on it. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, and then we have probably another, I don't know, we probably have another eight songs that are just in the bank. That we're just going to start tossing out and then hopefully release another, like, album-ish here in June next year. But, yeah, we got some tours lining up and... I don't know. We're just gonna keep doing what we do, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, <laughs> we're excited. It's gonna Bob, be gonna, uh,
0: calling. You know, it, Bob's calling. We're in yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah, managers on the phone. Awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys getting up early. I mean, 10 a.m. for Rockstars is pretty early. So we're excited about the album. I uh, yeah, obviously got a lot of stuff going on in 2020. You guys are always welcome back.
2: Awesome. Thank I you guys so much. I'm that. sorry about the chicken wing. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it, it, it's
0: the price you
1: pay. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for the chicken.
0: Wing. <laughs> awesome. Royal Bliss in studio Q106, Michigan's Rock Thank